top, 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 top of the morning to you. Oh my, oh my, oh my. This is a thankful Thursday. Are you thankful this morning? Are you thankful you're able to be here another day? This is another day's journey. Are you glad about it? Are you thankful? Are you so ever so grateful? I want to share something with you this morning because you know I'm going to come to you with whatever God has laid on my thought process this morning. And it's amazing how phrases, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this, have transcended down for centuries. Have you ever heard the phrase, The chickens come home to roost. Oh, I heard that phrase so many times, but you know what? I never made time to investigate actually what it means. I remember hearing that phrase, the chickens have come home to roost. So, you know, in my analytical mind, I'm trying to imagine some chickens coming home to roost, you know, lay some eggs. So for many, 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 many years throughout my life, let me say that. I thought that meant when your children come home with their babies. But this morning when I was sitting and I was communing with God, God brought the phrase to my mind, the chickens come home to roost. And this is how, see, see, this is why you have to be tuned to the spirit. No matter what's going on in your life, It is utterly important to sit still and meditate, the word said, on these things day and night. He said the word. He said you can only worship him in spirit and in truth. But I'm getting ready to blow your mind because I'm going to share with you, unlike my thought process, if you was thinking on the same wavelengths, what does it mean when the chickens come home to roost? This is your girl, Frida. Hello. I am your host here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. When the notion of bad deeds, let me tell you what the chicken comes home to roost. And before I tell you this, this phrase, according to Google search, has been out. It initiated 700 years ago. Isn't that a long time, y'all? 700 years. 700. Do you know anybody that old? So what that means, it's been out for a long, long time. This is why I tell people, don't fall out with somebody about words. Because let me tell you something. We didn't create them. We didn't invent them. Many things that people say that's cliche-ish, that's phrases, that's repeated, that's written, muttered, and uttered has already been written, already been used. The notion of bad deeds. This is what the chickens come home to roost. I need somebody to get this. Because somebody dealing with darkness all around them. Somebody dealing with their enemies. They dealing with haters. They dealing with people who have purpose to hurt, harm, and hinder. And they don't even understand how dangerous they have placed themselves, I say, in the danger zone. When you get in the danger zone, listen, this is what happened. Danger will overtake you because you're in that zone where nothing but danger is. And when you exercise, based upon this phrase, the chickens come home to roost. You don't place your own self 
in a danger zone. Your own self in a danger zone. If somebody, listen, the notion, this is what it says, this phrase means, the notion of bad deeds, specifically curses, coming back to hunt their originator. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. The, the bad deeds specifically curses coming back to hunt the originator. What does that mean? That means the very person that was sending out bad deeds and specifically curses over your life is getting ready to come back and hunt them. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It says in the English language, this was expressed in print as early as 1390. And that's when Godfrey Chaucer used it in a parson tale. And he said, and oftentimes, which curse wrongfully recometh again to him that curses as a bird that restoreth again to his own nest. The illusion that was usually made was to a bird returning to a nest at nightfall. I need y'all to get this. Which could have been a familiar one to a medieval audience. Another illusion was to unwelcome returns which also made, as in this play, Elizabeth, the lamentable and true tragedy. For curses are like arrows. This is what you need to get. Hear me now. Because many of us have had so many arrows pointed at us, aimed at us, and shot at us. But I want to encourage you today. When you get an understanding, oh God, I thank you. It says the curses are like arrows shot upright, which fall down on the suitor. What does that mean? That means it falls down on the person that have sent the arrow out. Let me tell you something. It is utterly important for us as people to be mindful of the arrows that we call ourselves shooting out at other people. It is utterly mindful that you be careful. And I'm talking to the suitor. I'm talking to the originator, but I'm also talking to the people that are aimed at, targeted. When people have came against you and they have done all manner of evil and they think that because they elected to hurt, harm, and hinder you, that they hurting you more, but they don't realize they are placed in a danger zone. The chicken has come to roost and it's roosting in people's own nets. You know, for many, many, many years, I used to be really keen on loyalty. I thought loyalty was one of the greatest honors that you can extend to any person you say that you love. When you have loyalty to a person, it means you are faithful to something to which is bound by a pledge or a duty. And I do believe that that's why a lot of time we as parents try to cover and protect our children 
because we know that we are bound by a pledge and a duty unto God because God gives us instructions in Deuteronomy the sixth chapter when he said we are to diligently teach them in our going out coming in lying down and rising up so that's throughout the day that's throughout the day you have extended a loyalty you was bound by duty and sometimes when we are bound by duty it's strict but we have a faithfulness to an obligation and that's when you're loyal when there's a trust or a duty when you're loyal to somebody You don't send out bad deeds. You don't send out curses just because they say something or do something you don't like. When you're loyal to somebody, it is an allegiance to adhere like of a citizen of our own country. It's a pledge. When you're loyal to somebody, you imply a fidelity and you acknowledge to that individual. That you have made a compelling vow to be faithful to him. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You know, yesterday I had a brief conversation with an individual. And this individual is always encouraging me how to detach myself and disconnect myself from people. Even down to my my own birth children. But I listen. And I know that there are times and seasons for everything. There's a time to attach. There's a time to disattach. There's a time to connect. There's a time to reconnect. Listen to me. Listen to me, people. But then this is the amazing part while I'm sitting and I'm listening because God said, just listen. Don't, Don't be so engaging. Just listen. And I was listening to all the, the counsel, so to speak. That's why we have to understand counsel and what's godly counsel. Because you can have people that'll give you godly counsel in between evil counsel. And if you don't know how to decipher between the two, because my mind was constantly thinking, this person is telling me something I should do to a person that they know it has been evil against me, shot arrows against me, put stuff on Facebook against me. So they were giving me some good information But at the same time, I was thinking in my mind, but how many times were you disloyal to me? And if I treated you the same way, you always encourage me to treat those who come against me, then I will never speak to you no more. This is this is a hypocrisy. This is what my mind is thinking. Because I know this person have said all manner of evil against me, done all manner of evil against me, but yet I didn't cut them off. They were not loyal to me. They were not devoted to me. And more than anybody in the world, they made a vow. Now, the other people that don't treat me right, they ain't make no vow before man and God. Well, I hope somebody get this. But when you make a vow before God and the audience of people in a wedding, and then you turn around and you don't exercise loyalty and devotion and a person still deal with you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. But then how can you think I should absorb counsel when you tell me to disconnect from somebody, but you made a vow and you, and I didn't disconnect from you. See, that's the hypocrisy that I talk about that comes sometime out of people's mouth. But they, they said in the course of the conversation, they said, but I know you not like that. I know you not like that. But I'm just saying, if it was me, that's what they said. If it was me, I'd have been shut that person off a long time ago and never had nothing to do with them. And you know, I'm still thinking in my mind, well, if I exercise myself like that, 
then that would include you as well. <laughs> oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. But I'm saying what I'm saying this morning because listen to me, people. All of us are experiencing a darkness all around us. There are people in this season you will need to connect with that's loyal to you. That has an allegiance. Let me tell you something. It's far and in between. If you don't cook something right, people will get on Facebook and, and tell people if it don't taste right, look right, sound right. Where is the loyalty? Where is the allegiance? Where have you ever pledged? Do you acknowledge the individual and a faithfulness? See, that's what loyalty is. It implies a faithfulness that is steadfast in the face of any temptation. I need you to get this. When you are loyal to your spouse, when you are loyal to your parents, because I'm talking about the two things I'm going to say from the Bible that God said he honors. God said he honors a marriage and he instruct us to honor our parents. So when you are following the ordinance of God, not people, God didn't even say for children to honor their parents, but he said for parents, I mean, he didn't say for parents to honor their children, but he did give instructions for children to honor their parents. And that's why when people give honor to a pastor, a parent, or any person in a position, to me, when that person honors them, they have pledged in a marriage. When you say you honor, protect, you making these vows to God. When you've made this pledge of allegiance with this other individual or toward this person, you have implied openly or secretly a faithfulness that is steadfast in the face of any, listen to this, any temptation. You will renounce and you will never desert or betray. Even your friends. You will have a devotion. You will have a zeal and a service. Amounting to self-dedication. You will not commit fidelity. To feel obligated. Regarded as natural and a fundamental. You, you, you won't cheat on them. You won't do wrong. Listen, I'm talking about loyalty. Everybody ever heard the song by Creep Brian? These girls ain't loyal. Let me tell you something real quick. When we realize that there are many chickens that have come home to roost all around us, and we can listen to people, but we don't have to walk in the council of the ungodly. You have to be careful who get in your ear and what they instructing you to do. Because I'm going to tell you something what happened from the Bible. From 1 Samuel 23rd chapter. I encourage you to read this chapter. I'm going to put it in, 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 in my footnotes. 1 Samuel 23 chapter 23 verse 7 through 24. During this time frame, the king in the region named was Soil. 
And Soil admired this young man named David. I'm going to try to be brief, y'all. Hang in here with me because it's a, it's a message in here for you this morning. It's a message in here for you this morning. It's a message in here for you this morning. Saul chased the very person that he appointed. He initially started out. He had loyalty initially with David. He admired David. But he ended up chasing David all over Israel, trying to kill him. He became David's enemy. He didn't realize, or maybe he did because he was the king. He was getting in the way of what God had intended for David to do. God never intended for David to stay with Saul. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So many times we want to keep people in our lives. Because we want to be selfish and self-centered. But when God has an assignment for that person, well, I hope somebody grabbed this. You put yourself in the danger zone when you get in the way. And you can speak whatever you want to speak. You can pay whoever you want to pay. But then let me tell you what's going on. You're putting your own self in the danger zone. You're sending curses will come back to you as the originator. David was chased all over Israel by Saul trying to kill him. And it saddens me that soil saw all these good admirations and qualities in David, but yet he became David's enemy because David got more attention. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. David got more attention than the king did. They went out to battle. And because David had all this strength, anointed strength and might, he killed more men in the battle than the king. So the people began to praise and acknowledge David. They began to talk and glorify David. Has that happened to you? Has the anointing that rested upon your life caused people to turn against you because somebody else said something good about you? Well, I, I know I'm talking to somebody this morning. And I want you to be enlightened and encouraged to understand that the chickens are going to end up Roosting in their own nest. Don't, don't keep worrying and fretting yourself about the people who sent out arrows against you, who mistreated you along the way. Even though they should have honored you and showed you loyalty, they mistreated you. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Because see what happened, Saul didn't realize God intended for David to do the things he did. It had nothing to do with him trying to think he was better or bigger than anybody else. But there was a calling on his life, predestined before he even got to his mother's room as I say before his mama met his daddy there was a calling on David to be here God had purpose and plan him here and see when you realize that if anybody do anything to hurt you just like with Saul anything Saul did to hurt David he knew it would be a sin against God anytime somebody do something to hurt you listen to me it's a sin against God because God said when we know we sin, we sin against him and him only. They ain't sinning against you. They ain't sinning against man. They ain't sinning against the instruction somebody gave them and told them to delete you and detach you. They sinning against God. So when Saul was killed in the battle, even when he was killed, David still mourned him. 
David had so many chances he could have took him out. But he didn't want to sin against God. See, it's some of us, we just don't want to do what we instructed to do because we know it's not the will of God. Even though it sounds good, people may mean well, but you got to give an account to the choices you make. And see, this is what God said. He said, pursue peace with all men, no matter who it is. Now, listen, there is a scripture, so don't get me twisted, that says... We have the right, we have this Christian right, biblically written, to not entangle ourselves with any bondage of darkness. So what does that mean? That means don't discriminate. If you're going to cut off one person, cut off everybody, even the person who's giving you foul instructions. I'm just saying, unless you're going to discriminate, unless you're going to stereotype. But I need to encourage somebody today who lives have been encamped with darkness around them and arrows have been pointing at you. In this season, don't exert energy in the enemy, but yet exert that energy before the Lord. You know what David did? He went off to himself. And he began to write songs. And in many of those songs now, he asked God to eradicate and avenge his enemy. And that's why you got to be careful when you become somebody's enemy. Because not only are you going against the grain of God, but you're putting your own self in a danger zone. Because your original curses will come back to you. I'm going to say this and I'm going to put a pin in the podcast. I remember years and many, many years ago, I was in the fifth grade and I heard some children at school and they was talking about roots. And me and my naiveness, I thought they was talking about plants in the ground. So I inquired, what kind of roots? Are they going to plant some flowers at the school? And they said, no, roots, what you put on people. I was in the fifth grade. Listen to me. I said, what, what kind of roots you put on people? And they couldn't tell me because they didn't know. So anyway, when I got home from school, I asked my grandmother, very wise woman and devout Christian. I said, Ma, what is roots? She said, where you heard that? I said, some kids at school was talking about some roots. My grandmother looked at me and she said, do you believe in Jesus? Now, even if I didn't, of course, because she's a devout Christian and I'm raised in the admiration of the Lord, I'm not going to say no. So I said, yes, ma'am. She said, okay. Well, if you believe in Jesus, oh, I hope somebody get delivered. She said, that's that's really the main thing you need to be concerned about. She said, because I can tell you this much, Alfreda. She said, whatever anybody do, be it good or be it bad, she said, it's going to come back on them and they'll see it before they leave here. And I thought on that for many, many years. If you put out good, you're going to see it again before you leave here. If you put out, I don't like to say bad, I say not so good. You're going to see it before you leave here. And I never shall forget my grandmother said those words to me. So listen to me. When people point arrows at you, they're getting in the way of God, purpose, and plan for your life. They got to deal with God for that sin. We don't have to carry the burdens of other people. We don't even have to carry our own burdens. We're supposed to take them to the Lord and leave them there. 
And that's what I want to encourage someone to do. And with this darkness all around in the land in which we are living in this day and time, things that come upon you, just take it to God. You don't have to avenge and vindicate evil for evil. The word of God said, don't return, repay evil for evil. He said, but bless those that curse you. See, this is the season we've got to really start exercising the fundamental and the foundational truth of the true and living word. Bless them, y'all. I say, God bless. Bless, he said, and not curse. Because this is what God understood, the process even then. Every time you curse somebody that curse you, guess what? You still put yourself in the danger zone. Bless them. And don't curse them. It doesn't matter if they're your kinfolks or your family. Why I say that? Because I learned this from a pastor. All family is not family. Some family is just kinfolks. And so I asked Pastor Randy, I said, well, what that mean? He said, some people, kinfolks, that mean they got your blood in the bloodline. But just because they kinfolks don't make them family. And that doesn't matter whether it's mama, daddy, sister, brother, children, auntie, uncle, cousin, friend. Some folks just kinfolks. Because family has loyalty. I'm going to put that in my footnotes. Look at the definition of loyalty. And ask yourself this question. That's why some people don't understand. When the chickens come home to roost. Just like folks you say. I can't stand next to you when lightning strike. And I know you living all this and doing all that. It's some people houses. Listen to me people. I don't care if they live in a mansion. And drive a Maserati. It's some people houses. God would not allow me to enter. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Some people threshold. You don't need to cross. You already know they don't have no loyalty towards you. Why do they want to invite you to their house? But even more so if you know this. Why do you want to go? All invitations don't need to be accepted. It's some people houses. I'm telling you I don't enter. It's some people food. I don't eat. It's some people that offer me stuff I don't receive. We don't have all good, all gifts are not good gifts. Oh, I hope somebody got that. The Bible said all good gifts come from the Lord and he added no sorrow. If somebody trying to hurt and harm you through food and drink and entering this place and that place, listen, that is not of God. And some people come with invitations. I heard an old person tell me, baby, stop taking money from that man. I said, well, what's wrong with that? They said people lace money. All I'm saying And they lace it to hurt you They lace it for you to stay attached to them I said what? Why would anybody want to do that? Who wants somebody who don't want them? Who want to be in the midst of somebody Who ain't trying to be like that with them? She said you He said you'll be surprised So all I'm saying this morning For whatever reason God brought this in my spirit this morning I had to release it I hope somebody gets some some understanding I hope somebody gets some healing And I definitely hope somebody gets some hope To know that we cannot fret about evildoers Neither be thy envious of the workers of iniquity Because in this season Ah glory Oh I felt some y'all They gonna soon be cut down and wither like the green grass And be no more And then you'll find yourself moaning And for the very people as David did for soil It's a, it's a time It's no time to play and dabble and dibble in darkness It's all I'm saying if you don't understand and you don't know what you're doing and you don't understand how deep you dig in a ditch to put your own self in a danger zone, 
It's, it's no time for that now. God is, God is in this season. He's pouring out retribution. And we know we serve a true and living God and a God that bless us. But we also serve a God that is revengeful. He said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord, and I will repay. I shall repay. God said he will repay and he will be the one to render evil for evil. But you keep your hands clean. You keep your mouth clean. You keep your heart pure. Because they were so far that any of us can go that God does not take control. He sits high. He looks low. He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows the thoughts, the heart, the conduct, the character of everybody. And he know everybody that has spoken an evil word against you. He know everybody that has sat down and plotted and planned evil against you. He know everybody that has tried to turn people against you. God already knows this. But what you continue to do is show peace to all men. Love people in spite of. When you want to make heaven your home, just be careful how you treat people and let God deal with how they treat you. Until the next podcast upload, continue to be thankful on this thankful Thursday. And may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health. Treat people right. That definitely help you have good health, even as your soul prosper. Thank you always for tuning in to WDGS on your podcast station. I'm humbly, humbly, always appreciative. God bless. Bye for now.